Say, friend, now I don't mean to pry or even assume anything, because Lord knows that'll make an ass out of both of us. But I couldn't help notice you're out here doing what you can, best you can, and making your way in the apocalypse without a drink. I hear you. A drink's a high five, a pat on the back, tastes good, makes you feel good. But out here, you don't want to feel good. You need a real drink that'll clean a wound, taste like chaos, and a burn that'll teach you all you need to know about how to survive. Well, this shocking beverage will snap you right back into place, no matter how many zombies or clicky mushroom people you had to face today, or or how many you lost in the fires when the robots took over. Whatever your scenario, all you need is a shot of Jepson's Malort. With a taste like ground-up mummies and viper piss, this refreshing 70-proof vintage will outlast us all. So make friends with the only one that's going to make it out of here alive. Jepson's Malort. The only drink that will still be here. Proud sponsor. <clears throat> Proud sponsor of Chad the Birdcast, which is what you're listening to right now. Your official Birdcast of the Apocalypse. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to shout. Sorry. Hey, what's going on, everybody? My name is Chad. I'm Bird. This is my Birdcast. Boom, you found it. Well, you know, I feel like we've covered all of our bases. Good, good for us, right? Hey, good job, team. Let's, you know, guys, let's call it. Let's call it a day. Um, there's a new Thai place that we should check out. We should go over. Wait, Gary, are you driving home? That's pretty good improv. Anyway, welcome to the Birdcast. If this is your first time, please sign in. So we know who you are and where to find you. So, um, yeah, I hear you. What's going on around here? Well, since you're new, I'll tell you. For those of you who've been here before, just hang on a second. We're, we're introducing the new kids. Uh, what do we do here? Well, um, I get assigned a topic and I talk about it. Or uh, I do an interview or I play from some gig I was on and you guys you know, get to hear it. For your commute or your poop time, whatever it is, it's between you and the recording. I don't even have to know. It's like each of these recordings is like a clone of me on its own separate journey. And that means it, you and my clone recording are having this adventure, um, and it's your own personal experience. So, hey, how about that? We did it. Farm to table to you. Uh, organic and uh, probably gluten-free, but check the back of the birdcast. Uh, so whatever that's going to be is what you're going to listen to here in a second. Um, but it, before we do that, subscribe to all the things. Hit the subscribes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, um, Stitcher. Find me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Come to the YouTube for full stuff. You get to see like beginning to end, all in the face, live video stuff and shorts. I'm gonna start doing shorts. I don't know why people like. I mean, I get it. You got like ten minutes, and you want to just murder that ten minutes. I'm gonna put it on there, but like, I don't wanna. It's best, it's best, like, it's best experienced in its full experience. <laughs> I fucking know, man. All right, well, you, you do what you want with the things I'm pointing out. But since you're here in the birdcast, it's just you and me. And um, we can get real. So what happened last week? Okay, I'll tell you. Uh, I was in Des Moines, Iowa at a club called Teehees. I got to play with Melanie Mackey, Matt Lamb, Dante Powell, uh, and Days Live. They were awesome, and I got to hang out at the Teehees bar, 
and have a lovely Sazerac. Thank you for that, by the way. It was delish. I'll be back. Uh, Des Moines, don't fret. I will return. The recording from that show will be available to my Patronauts. Find the Patreon in the link tree down below and join the fun. It's under construction because we had to change it uh, to sponsor the tour. So just like give what you can and you'll we're, we're figuring out merch and like tier honors. So like hang a bit, but come check it out. You get VIP exclusive content like behind the scenes stuff and personal letters and you get to see standout bits that not everybody else gets to see. You get to see all the YouTube videos before everybody. Just come check it out. The door cover is not that bad. It's whatever you feel like giving. How about that? Unless you're giving zero, in which case, nope. You'll have to wait like the rest of you peasants. Ha ha ha. Oh, more grapes. Just kidding. I don't have any money. Give me money. I want to do more stuff. Um, or don't. Do whatever you need to do. Uh, this Birdcast episode is late. Because I was in Des Moines at Teehees, and it was a shit ton of fun, and I wanted to sleep, okay? Is that so wrong? Sorry for being late. This is about, this is from la- two Saturdays ago from when this is being um, recorded, which I, is in the past. Don't worry about it. And it's about when Splash Mountain closed in Disney World, because Disneyland isn't closed yet at the time this recording was taken. So, you know, you in the future are probably like, what's he fucking talking about? That's what's it's time. That's how time works, man. Anyway, this is uh, from when I was assigned to cover the Splash Mountain story. And I went on a deep dive courtesy of so many websites, including Defunct Land on YouTube, which you absolutely should be subscribing to, and Theme Park History, which you absolutely be subscribing to. They're both fucking great, and they were a huge uh, help in piecing together the story. And then um, I want to thank my TikTok brogans who felt it necessary to uh, vent their assholes at all of my opinions on this one. Thank you, guys. I see you. I smell you. <laughs> Come find me on TikTok. It's Chad the Bird Talk, T-O-K. Um, not T-A-L-K, T-O-K. Bird Talk, not Tolk. Find me on Instagram. Uh, that's Bird with a U, Chad Bird, because there's a guy out there that is chad bird and he's not what i do it's very different but you might like him too so come check him out and then uh youtube is a big deal chad the bird it's just youtube.com slash chad the bird that's where we put full videos come check that out and uh you'll see where our streams we'll be streaming a lot more pinball from logan arcade so get psyched about that i'm so excited about it i went scottish it's fucking cool anyway we've been here long enough let's go live to me talking about Splash Mountain, already in progress. I can't promise that you like me, cause you could go downhill. I can't promise that you love me, but you probably will. All right, line up, queue up, and stop your kids from crying. For I have a story, a yarn, a saga that's hungry to be told. I know you've been wandering and you're tired, but buck up, because the wait is only a minute from this point, and you'll be picking the lane to place you in the cart according to your thrill tastes. How many in your party? Doesn't fucking matter. 
Because there's plenty of room in this story, no matter where you're at. You're riding in the front car, so tender your tensions, because this is going to be a thrill. (laughs) Tales are as old as time. Songs, I hear, are as old as rhyme. And that's the beast of it. They're old, and they got more munchies than a freshman on a Sunday. The beauty is, for those whose nerves are about to be shredded by the story, it is a self-driving trip back to the times before. A tale to snatch and hold on to and ride past the past as it tries to flee as it tends to do. Why? Because time doesn't give a shit about you. That's why. It's got other things going on. We are indeed blessed be to be online to a story of the true, actual, and factual days before. And while that can be scary, fuck it. What else you got going on right now? So, hey, come here. Cut in front of that dick behind me. He's on his phone anyway. I got a ramble for you. Grip your lap bars. This is going to be quite a ride, but that shouldn't surprise you. You're prepared because life is a ride, man. Sometimes it goes up. Sometimes it goes down. Sometimes without any warning, it plunges you down a shaft into darkness on a bromine-scented drain, only to come out the other end damp and confused like a freshman on a Sunday. (laughs) You never bought the ticket to life. That's on your parents. So you really don't get a choice to ride the ride of life. You just have to hang on as it takes its turns and tumbles and bumps. And sometimes it breaks down halfway up the ramp. And you got to wait while some teenager runs around delirious in a polo shirt, assuring you that they're working on it. But you both know this is going to be a while. (laughs) What I'm saying is it's not your fucking fault you're here. Somebody else paid for admission. Just ask anyone who ever went to Disneyland as a kid. 100 years ago this year, in the summer of 1923, Walt and Roy Disney founded the Disney Brothers Cartoon Studio in Los Feliz, California, in their Uncle Robert's garage. Moving down the track, they got an office in October of 1923 and changed the name to the Walt Disney Company. The company released a little cartoon in 1928 that was the first successful cartoon with synchronized sound, because back then it was all calliopes, like a clown on Adderall, called... (laughs) Steamboat Willie, and it blew people's fucking minds. Like, you saw Avatar Way of the Water, right? It's like, it's like that, but a hundred years ago, before CGI and Sigourney Weaver, but the plot was about the same. Then, in 1937, Walt Disney Company creates the first full-length color animated film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and everybody also lost their collective fucking minds. The color, the technique... The songs will forever season the human brain down to your DNA to pass to your offspring in the future. It was also terrifying. I don't know if you ever remember watching it, but like, go back sometime and you'll kind of get why everybody boomers and posts needs fucking therapy today. (laughs) Snow White was a huge success, obviously, and with the money, Disney moved the studio to Burbank and started working on a theme park that was supposed to be right next door, but it ended up being too small, so they bought a plot in Anaheim, yada, yada, yada. Disneyland opens in 1955. And as of December 2021, it has had a larger cumulative attendance than any other theme park in the world. And in 2018, it was the most visited amusement park in the world behind its big baby brother, the Magic Kingdom in Disney World, which is such a big baby brother, by the way, that you can fit the entire Disneyland park into Disney World's parking lot 51 times. 
And that is why we all pledge allegiance to the mouse every morning, never saying a bad thing about it ever because it owns you and me right now. And yeah, no matter how much we fight back in the rebellion, as soon as you see Mickey, all bets are fucking off. Because holy shit, there he is. He's right there. Dad, get the camera. Fuck, it's beautiful. The enchantment is unavoidable. Then, 1966, Walt Disney dies. Passes it on to a series of CEOs to run the empire like if Darth Vader biffed it in the first movie and all the British guys on the Star Destroyer were like, well, fuck, you do it. Then... Then, 1984, Michael Eisner takes over as CEO, and in 1989 begins plans for a new vibe for the parks to appeal to teenagers, including a new ride in Disneyland, where we lay our scene. You see, Disneyland is broken up into a lot of little lands, so you don't get confused. There's Frontierland, Tomorrowland, Adventureland, Fantasyland, Main Street, New Orleans, because how can you have a party without New Orleans? And finally, Bear Country. <laughs> Home to the Country Bear Jamboree. Now, at the time, no one was really hanging out in bear country, and of course they fucking weren't. It says bear country on the fucking sign. Who would go in there? There's bears. <laughs> so Eisner goes to his team to come up with something to put in there and changes the name to Critter Country, which is somehow more frightening because I saw that fucking movie. Critters are worse than bears. On the team was Dick Nunez, who, because it's fucking hot in Florida, figured they should put in a log flume ride. That's the amusement park ride where you ride a log down a water slide like it's the 1800s because kids dream of someday working in the sawmill. Also, on the team was Tony Baxter, who came up with the idea for a country mountain ride while stuck in traffic. Decided the ride should be based on an older Disney property that somehow keeps coming back up into theaters called Song of the South. Keep your heads and arms inside the story at all times. No flash photography, even though it's about to get real fucking dark. <laughs> 1946. Walt Disney produced a film starring James Baskett based on the Uncle Remus stories written by Joel Chandler Harris, who wrote them while he was apprenticing on a plantation. The movie is a delightful romp through the Georgia Reconstruction post-Civil War era. But don't worry, it's where we were first introduced to Zippity Duda, and it even had Bobby Driscoll in it, you know, for kids. Though it won an Academy Award for said zippiting its Duda, the movie was not very well received. Not just because critics call it pretty but boring, but mostly because the NAACP picketed the movie, condemning it for being, quote, a dangerously glorified picture of slavery. Adam Clayton Powell Jr., a congressman from Harlem, branded the film as, quote, an insult to American minorities and everything that American as a whole stands for. Richard B. Dyer of the Afro-American slammed the movie for being, quote, as vicious a piece of propaganda for white supremacy as Hollywood has ever produced. And this was in 1946. Even the star of the movie was not allowed to attend the premiere because Atlanta was still segregated at the time. Plenty of sunshine, my whole ass. But the movie kept creeping out of the Disney vault until 1986, which brings us back to Anaheim, 1989. Please lean your head a bit against the headrest as we go over the falls. The Zippity River Run was pitched to Eisner as a river ride using the animated characters from Song of the South in the equally same vibe as the equally terrifying Tales of the Okefenokee Swamp Ride from Six Flags Over Georgia from the 60s, also based on the Uncle Remus stories, but somehow even more racist. Eisner agreed to it, 
but figured they should change the name to Splash Mountain. Not to avoid the connection to the cartoon confederacy, but because Disney, and this is so true, but because Disney had just produced a delightful rom-com with Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah that he wanted to promote called Splash. He even wanted to have a mermaid featured on the ride, but the team was like, no, but we'll keep the racist swamp creatures. As if to add more ghosts to this already haunted ride, the ride would use prefabbed and recycled animatronics from the deep south portion of an old Disney show called America Sings that closed in 1998. And somehow, to make it even worse, in 1974, one of the employees that worked on that show was killed by the ride itself. And you can Google that later, but I promise you, it's an even darker dive than Splash Mountain. So yeah, Disney opened Splash Mountain on July 17th, 1989 in Disneyland. And then in 1992, in Disney World and Tokyo Disney, spreading like the VHS from the ring across the world until March 2020, when Disney CEO Bob Iger announced that after petitions, backlashes, and just like finally acknowledging it's a cursed fucking ride, Splash Mountain would be closing and be reimagined as Tiana's Bayou Adventure from The Princess and the Frog. And then, on July 23rd, 2023, it began. Splash Mountain in Disney World took its final plunge. The original in Disneyland is slated to close soon. People, of course because America, TikTok their opinions. Most of them the kind of folk that didn't find the Phantom Menace offensive either. Not because of Jar Jar Binks. Ahmed Best did his best. The other vaguely racist aliens. Others didn't give a shit because revamping, rebooting, reimagining is just how Disney do. But for my fucking money, I'm goddamn glad. That cursed fucking slip and slide is fucking closed because it was goddamn terrifying. Do you remember that thing? First off, you're riding on a log. No seatbelts. Then you're floating quietly through what looks like an abandoned sawmill. But there's all these little voices singing all around you. Not saying hey, not looking you in the eye, just singing behind shut doors like they know something you don't. Turns out they do because then you drop suddenly down slip and falls. No warning, no sign, just a lawsuit waiting to happen before being plunged into a cave filled with singing creatures bugged out like they all did acid and didn't tell you. And then you watch as a bunny is hunted by a fox and a big-ass bear pantsless like something out of deliverance while rodents start singing about how you better watch out. And then the warning signs. And then a thunderstorm. And then you slide under a trio of horny-looking vultures tricked out like oil tycoons before falling 40 miles an hour into a thorn bush only to find out it's not a thorn bush but where the rabbits live, interrupting their chill time like you just walked into the wrong apartment before getting jammed on the turn and then out of this fucking nightmare, which we all are now, humans. And as the dust settles from the construction, banishing this doomed shoot from this earth, the comment section smoking from those yearning for a past that, like the ride itself, was far more threatening than they remember, we can drink off the trauma, because my oh my... Plenty of sunshine is headed our way because it's zippity-doo-done. That's the truth. That's factual. Please exit through the gift shop. Special thanks to the Barrera Kudas who are playing that kick-ass song, Promises, underneath this bed. This, that's the bed you're listening to. They have been my soundtrack and theme song for six years. Thanks, gents. My, were we young. 
Thank you to Jepson's Malort for keeping the lights on and keeping me floating because I'm drinking you. And uh, it cleans your guts, everybody, and that feels good. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you to the great Zach Bensalbo for uh, recording me. And uh, thank you to the Gas and Guzzle. If you haven't joined the Discord, come say hi to the kids. We're all there hanging out every now and then. We'll have a taquito, talk about what's going on, you know, boys. And, um, yeah, movies and such. I'll be uh, live streaming there a couple of times. So get in there if you want some exclusive Discord stuff. And speaking of exclusive, if you want to know what's going on behind the scenes and hear shit before everybody else, come check out the Patreon um, at its website, the Patreon. No. <laughs> Patreon.com. Uh, the link is down below. Just click the guys. Just click the links. Okay. Stop. Se- stop sending me comment cards. Whew. It's good to be back. We've been working hard. Well, <clears throat> back at it. Yeah, I give up.